This UTR Media Podcast is sponsored in part by the current Pledge Music campaign for Adam Whipple and his upcoming album, The Broken Seasons. You can pre-order and back the campaign at pledgemusic.com slash Whipple. Welcome to Good Patron, the production of UTR Media. I am your host, Garrett Godfrey, and on this show, we'll explore what it means to be a good patron. Asking how each of us can be a good patron of the bands and musicians we appreciate. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you choose to get your podcast. So stick around. We have got some exploring in this episode, we'll get the inside scoop from Molly Newman, the head of music over at Kickstarter, and I'll discuss some active campaigns from Hannah Miller, Sarah Groves, Young Oceans, and more, and give some shout-outs to some of our listeners. But before I do, I'd like to tell you about our Spotlight campaign. Adam Whipple from Knoxville, Tennessee, has a pledge music campaign for a new album to be titled The Broken Seasons. He's got banjo, guitar, strings, and a bit of a foot-stomping vibe on this. He's got several songs over at his SoundCloud page, and two songs that you can listen to right now on his pledge music page. Here's a clip of one of those songs, Two Lights. When the angels come to gather up, angels come to gather up. Harlots and the thieves who cry for mercy at your door Oh, let my soul be known among Let my soul be known among The company of sinners and the bosom of the Lord Singing glory, hallelujah, oh, the dawn is fair of fate I lay my broken trophies and my sins upon your grave there are two lights on the river, child Two lights on the river They are trying to find each other In the watches of the night And here's what he had to say when we asked him about crowdfunding as a part of creating independent music and what it means to be a good patron. How, how is crowdsourcing an important part of creating independent music? Uh, wow, that's several volumes. Uh, there are so many people out there making great music, and the Spirit speaks to us through it. Crowdsourcing makes it possible to bring those songs to life that otherwise have to wait in notebooks. It's it's kind of like an orphanage adoption fund where these songs are homeless until somebody pays to bring them home. And then uh, we hear the songs by whatever artist we've chosen to support, and we say, oh my, I didn't know I needed to hear that until I heard it. And that moment when we feel that sacred nudge through art is more than worth the, the $40, $100, $1,000 that we felt we were able to spend in helping to bring those songs home. So what do you think it looks like to be a good patron in terms of supporting your own work as a writer and performer? I think it looks a lot like trust. There's so much trust involved in putting a dollar down on something unknown. 
And it's not just trust in the artist's craft. It's making a bet that you're going to find something wonderful and human in that music or in that writing. Plus, patronage of music that you believe is good looks like being a servant to others, to other people who may hear it, because you become the person who's willing to edify the world by helping to fill it with good things. So uh, I do hope my music is, is good and, uh, and edifying to people and that people can help to serve by putting it in front of their friends, in front of their families, and helping to, to put it out there for folks. Okay, so head over to Pledge Music, search for Adam Whipple, this campaign closes Saturday, November 11th. Okay, back to Molly Newman, the head of music for Kickstarter. I really wanted to get her take on what Kickstarter is doing to create a place for artists and fans to come together, and I discovered she's got a history on both sides of the music business. She'd been a punk rock drummer, started a music scene, started her own record label, founded a management company, worked at Rhapsody and eMusic, and was the head of the American Association of Independent Music for a while. Here's my interview with Molly Newman. Molly, I really appreciate you taking the time to meet with me and talk about Kickstarter. I feel like you do yeah. a great job of helping artists connect with fans in a mutually beneficial way. And I'm looking forward to learning about you and the platform. So great. how has your history as an artist and then as an advocate for and partner with other artists uniquely qualified you for your role as head of music at Kickstarter? Right. It is funny. I think people, when they apply for jobs, they usually say, I'm uniquely qualified for this role in X or Y ways. In this case, it is sort of true. I, you know, I began my career as an artist in my band Bratmobile, and we were part of a sort of DIY community. We were mostly connected to the music scene in Olympia, Washington, and in Washington, D.C. I grew up in Washington, D.C. and uh, went to college in Olympia. And both of those communities are very much informed by the values and ethics of supporting your your peers and the artists and were sort of connected by uh, record companies that were started by artists themselves, um, thinking especially of Discord and K Records. And so that was sort of the values that informed my earliest days as a musician and, and someone sort of thinking about music in a, in a broader sense, and I guess, in, in, in terms of the business. So as I grew in my life and began to pursue a career, um, starting to work at a record company in 1994, and then doing management with artists and sort of transitioning over the years into different roles, it has been sort of what informed um, everything. And so Kickstarter fundamentally exists to help creative projects to life. That's sort of our mission statement, if you will. And so helping artists have access to tools and resources and using the platform and technology to connect their community, to support their creative mission. They're owning their own masters, if you will, and you know, sort of self-determination in, in terms of their business is very much aligned with, with how I got my start. So how long have they had that role? And then how, how did you get that job? I am the first quote unquote head of music. I started here in January of 2016, so just over a year and a half. And I was brought in by the VP of community at the time, Kendall Shore, who I had worked with previously at eMusic, and also our CEO at the time, Yancy Strickler, who I had also worked with at, at eMusic. So we had a history together as colleagues uh, many years ago. 
and had remained friends over the years. And when they decided to, you know, invest in someone who sort of, I guess, had a little bit more of a uh, industry relationships and, and connection, you know, I was happy that they approached me. I had been running the American Association of Independent Music, which is a trade association for independent labels as the interim president. And it was a wonderful job as sort of the nexus of the industry, but wasn't really the right time for me to do that role, which is, you know, sort of inherently political and requires a lot of, you know, it's a, it's a full-time life job. There's very little personal time. And I had a I have a, a young daughter who uh, it's not the right time for me to be like a 90% of my life job. This doesn't mean to say that Kickstarter isn't a job that requires a lot of attention and energy, but we are a company that values life and balance. And, and so it was a good fit and a good time for me to join the company. So if you were to describe Kickstarter, what are some of the key differences you would point out between Kickstarter and then some of the other crowd? You know, I know we've talked about uh, Indiegogo and, and Pledge yeah. Music. And how, how do you guys distinguish yourselves as different from some of the other platforms? Yeah, well, there's a couple sort of structural differences. Obviously, Pledge Music is focused on music exclusively. Um, at the moment, I don't know if that's going to remain the case forever, but at least that's one big distinction. Indiegogo has a few different options for creators. They have something called flexible funding, and they have a post campaign platform. They also do equity crowdfunding. We're very straightforward, I think, in our current offer. It's, you know, we are all or nothing. If you don't meet your goal, you aren't able to obtain any of the funds. And, you know, there's a specific duration for every campaign that's very fixed and we don't have any flexibility around those once the campaign's gone live. Those are things that are kind of core to the platform and I think have long remained critical to our leadership team as ways to support transparency and accountability to make sure that, you know, the people who are supporting the project are really clear on what they're getting and what they're supporting and that the creators do some of that, that hard work that means that they kind of know that they have to figure out what the path to success is going to be and what those numbers are going to look like and help them be stronger in their own organization and business as well. I think personally, it's, you know, sometimes there are challenges because, you know, artists are you know, they don't want to see the goal. They don't want to have that visibility around, you know, what they need to make their record. There are certain things that are about our, our platform that can be challenging. But coming from the industry side of things, the business side of music, I, you know, there's a, a transparency is a buzzword that's really shared quite often. And I was really refreshed to be able to sort of be able to say we're walking the walk. Like these are things that are very clear and upfront. And I think it's healthy. I think ultimately the things that are that can be challenges are also strengths. And so I think that they clearly work, though sometimes they do help crystallize maybe the fact that someone running a project is not quite there yet in terms of the audience of support or, you know, perhaps how they're conveying their message. And those aren't easy lessons, but I think that they're valuable. That totally makes sense. I, I've seen some of those campaigns myself. Yeah. And now there, but there, but there's not a cost to them for trying, right? I mean, they only, they only pay no, not if, at all. if it, no. if it mm -hmm. actually gets funded. So it's kind of a... No, but I mean, like, I think the bruised ego is a cost, you know, and that yes. certainly, you know, That's can true. be something that is a bad experience. With the artists that we are sort of counseling and advising on a one-to-one -one basis, you know, we certainly hope that they are set up for success based on our experience and 
um, understanding of the platform and what works and what we've seen be successful beforehand. We're going to be guiding you towards the right methods and analysis of, you know, both your goal and your audience and what the campaign looks like, but there's no guarantees. And, you know, there's no, we're a fickle universe right now with tons of competition for dollars and attention. Sometimes you miscalculate and that's, that can be tough. What are the success rates for music campaigns? So we're at about, just about 50% of all the music campaigns are successful. And we've ha- we have over 25,000 successful music projects. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, as soon as I've backed a campaign, I'm immediately prompted to go ahead and spread the word on Facebook and Twitter. So mm-hmm. my question is, right. does that help? Do you see traffic coming in from those shares? Yes, yes, we definitely do. And we, you know, we definitely encourage the people running projects to communicate with their audience, their backers. That's part of the value is the direct connection to the creative process. So engaging the people that have supported the campaign is important. And then, yeah, asking them to help spread the word and using that community to help spread and elevate. And I think that's one of the distinctions also about using Kickstarter. It's not necessarily just about raising the money that you need to make what you're trying to make, but also about sort of having a greater visibility and and sort of connecting the activity. And, And in music, I see it as sort of phase one of the album cycle for many of these artists that ultimately they may find a label to release it. They might do a partnership with a distribution company for the commercial release and distribution, but getting the audience and their core fans involved early is a great way to sort of get the cycle going. And things are different in the in the music industry than they were in the 90s, where you could sort of do promotion and, and set up and then, you know, release your record on a certain day and people would go to the stores and buy it. I mean, obviously that just doesn't exist anymore in the same way. People yeah. who care about record stores go to record stores and buy them. And, and, you know, they want to support independent businesses. And we do, too. You know, I think many of us here love independent music stores. So we, we're not trying to replace them, but we are trying to be a, a complementary aspect to the artist cycle. Excellent. Now, you've done something else kind of along the lines of equipping um, the artists in making the process a little bit smoother with the Make Vinyl Initiative. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. You know, we have been um, looking, you know, across the categories at ways that we can help make, you know, the post-campaign life more successful and, and simpler and also encourage a certain kinds of projects to be made. And we also, we, we knew that many of our music projects were, you know, having vinyl as a reward already. And, w- and we understood that one of the major pain points for some projects is not just the manufacturing, but the actual fulfillment, you know, like sending the, the records to their fans and backers is just a little bit more complicated than like a book or a CD where they're just more stable, where vinyl can, you know, get warped and corners can get broken and and people, you know, just get frustrated. So we were able to launch this partnership with a company called Crates, which is based in Japan, but they are a broker for vinyl manufacturing and also can facilitate fulfillment. And it's been great. We did a sort of call for projects in June. We launched a number of them in August. Most of them are just about to close. So we'll be able to do some analysis on, you know, which were successful and what the big drivers and and learnings we can gather are. And then hopefully, you know, it's not over. Most more projects will launch with vinyl. You know, they'll have access to the benefits that Create has offered in terms of a discount on the production for Kickstarter creators. And, you know, hopefully we'll see some more activity in the future. That's really cool. 
Do you have any advice for a first-time backer or someone who's on the fence about maybe backing a campaign? Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose, I think in music, generally, backers for the first time are coming in through the network of the artist or the the group that's running the campaign. So I, I would hope that through that experience, it will be positive and that they will have a look at other projects on the platform in music and in other categories that are interesting to them. You know, we're always trying to improve that experience and make good recommendations and have the platform help people who want to support artists directly and not just musicians but authors and filmmakers and dancers, that they'll have a way to do so. So that brings up a question. What are some of the things that you're doing at Kickstarter to make things either better or easier for the backers to kind of get engaged? We have a number of things that are in in progress that are a little bit early in terms of being able to share, but stay tuned, you know, keep keep your eyes on the website and the the social channels. These announcements will come out. We did launch in Japan today for creators, which is a new opportunity for Japanese-based people making projects of all the different categories to start their campaigns. Previously, if you were a Japanese creator, you would have to have a partnership with someone in one of our allowed countries in order to do so. But we've done site translation and now you can launch directly from there. And um, yeah, it's great. We've Over the past year, we've opened for creators in Mexico and Hong Kong and Singapore and prior to that in most of the European countries as well as Australia and, and New Zealand. So I've been seeing more international campaigns. Yeah, it's yeah. Exciting. So we're we're looking at, you know, where there are communities of backers and creators. We will continue to do that. Now, as far as keeping the eye on the channels, I know on Twitter, Kickstarter has the at Kickstarter, but there's also an at Kickstarter music. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to ask you to pass along some advice to the listeners. Mm-hmm. What is one way that fans of music can kind of stretch and become good patrons and supporters of the music and the art that they appreciate? Yeah, I mean, I think they value supporting creativity and, you know, want to help artists have a sustainable career, but they'll look for ways to support them, whether it's through their live show, or their merchandise, um, their Kickstarter campaign, or any of the other um, platforms, and that they are, you know, yeah, good citizens. And, and, and even if it's paying for a streaming service, you know, that there are, um, you know, that has access to pretty much the entire catalog of music but they know that they're paying for it and that they're, you know, if they look at their budget and think about all the things that they spend money on without blinking an eye and then look at how much they spend in music in contrast, how is that measuring up and, or in any of the creative arts that they, they are passionate about? That's awesome. I think the whole concept of what are we spending on other things and couldn't we honestly put some of that towards the art that we love? So Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... It has been a real pleasure talking with you. I appreciate your time. Likewise. It means a lot. Is there anything else that you feel we should know in closing about you or Kickstarter or supporting indie art? No, I'm I'm just thrilled, you know, to have the opportunity to talk to your audience and I hope that they're a little bit more intrigued with what we're doing and the artists and and musicians that we're supporting and and they'll check us out. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate your time. Okay. Have a great day. So as a patron, the concept of Kickstarter is pretty basic. Find a campaign for an album or a band you want to support, pick a level that works for you, and back it. Here's my challenge this episode on how to be a good patron. Listen to the second half of this episode, find a campaign you want to support on Kickstarter, Indiegogo, Pledge Music, or join the Crowdfunding Christian Music Group on Facebook for some campaign ideas, 
or just keep your eyes open for what your friends post on social media, but somehow find a campaign for a band or an album you want to support. Pick a level that works for you and then back it. Then, just like Molly mentioned, click the share button to spread the word about the campaign on social media. That really does make a difference. If you're a Christian artist of any genre and have an upcoming crowdfunding campaign, let us help spread the word about it too. Email us and it might be selected to be featured on a future episode. And if you're a patron and you find out about a campaign we should mention, or you have any questions or feedback, email us, goodpatronpodcast at gmail.com. I am excited about digging deeper into this topic, and I invite you to join me for each and every episode. Subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Stay tuned for some very practical opportunities you have to help some specific artists in the second half of this episode. This UTR Media episode is sponsored by the new release from singer-songwriter Caroline Cobb. A Home and a Hunger by Caroline Cobb is 11 songs that share the biblical narrative of kingdom hope. A Home and a Hunger by Caroline Cobb is available now on iTunes and at carolinecobb.com. Hey guys, tune in to the two-hour broadcast of the Rich Mullins Tribute Concert from Escape to the Lake 2017. Hear tribute songs from great artists. So if I stand, let me stand on the stories from those who loved him. He made a real effort to contribute and to make a difference. And that was extremely meaningful to me. So in that way, the, the truthiness and the integrity of the way he lived made me feel okay about how, how hard it is to be truthy and filled with integrity. UTR Media's Rich Mullins Tribute Concert. Available now at YouTube or at utrmedia.org. And welcome back to the second half of the episode. I am really excited about these campaigns that are active right now. In addition to Hannah Miller, Sarah Groves, and Young Oceans, there are also active campaigns by Red, Remedy Drive, Sanctus Real, Dead Artist Syndrome, and My Soul Among Lions, as well as a book campaign by Dan Hasseltine from Jars of Clay. And stick around to the end where I will be giving a shout-out to some of our listeners who gave a shout-out about us. So let's kick it off with Young Oceans, a meditative art rock worship collective out of Brooklyn, New York, that makes music more for reflective prayer than congregational singing. And there is nothing formulaic or cookie-cutter about their approach to music. And I really like that I can get all their music at Bandcamp, along with all the other places you're used to finding music. Now, they've got a Pledge Music page up for some offers around their new project, an album of songs that they feel could double as a traditional Eucharist service and the new Young Oceans album. 
Through the Pledge Music page, you can get the digital download, vinyl, CDs, t-shirts, and more. There's no mention of the title of the project or a release date on the page, but here's a clip from one of the songs from the page. As we rise from our knees, we're soaring and skyly. And while the pledge page doesn't show the album title or release date, my friend Gabe Jones from the Decent Christian Talk podcast just released an interview with Eric Marshall, the songwriter for Young Oceans, and on that interview, he let slip that the album would be titled Suddenly. And according to a tweet from Brandon Jones over at IndieVision Music that just arrived as I was editing this episode, the album will be released October 20th. Head over to Pledge Music and search for Young Oceans to pre-order the album, and check out episode 49 of the Decent Christian Talk podcast to check out Gabe's interview with Eric. Next up is Hannah Miller, a singer-songwriter now out of Nashville, Tennessee. She's got a beautiful, haunting voice and a sound that mashes up an ambient mix of blues, folk, a bit of pop, and a touch of gospel. She's launched a Pledge Music page for a limited edition deluxe album with a really interesting backstory. You can read the whole thing on the page, but the gist of it is she was writing three original songs for a short documentary about the restoration of a centuries-old church in Italy. She was also working with Charlie Lowell from Jars of Clay on some other songs and thought maybe that would make a good EP. Then the producer of the documentary asked if she would be interested in making a full-length CD to go with the documentary. So she's taking the five or six songs from her work with Charlie and adding that to the three songs from the documentary and releasing a limited quantity deluxe edition of that album. Available are the digital download, signed CDs, signed vinyl, a photo book, and a lot more. To get an idea of what she sounds like, here's a clip of her track, Oh Black River. Oh Black River, I've been standing too long on your shore. In that place, felt the weight of all the hurt I bore. You run dark with the stains from hearts of sinners who've come before Oh, Black River, is there room for just one more? Oh, Black River, oh, Black River, come wash over me I'll stay under your rushing water until I come up clean the healing of your power can make a blind man see. Oh, Black River, oh, Black River, come wash over me.
And you can find tons of her earlier music over at Bandcamp. For this new album, head over to Pledge Music and search for Hannah Miller. That's Hannah with an H at the end. Next up is Sarah Groves, a singer-songwriter with a passion for justice and mercy. She has been working with International Justice Mission for the last 10 years and now lives in St. Paul, Minnesota, where she is part of an artist support community in a 105-year-old church dubbed Art House North. Now she's got a Pledge Music page for a new album to be titled Abide With Me. It's a collection of hymns and songs that have been significant to her over these years. The album will be available November 17th, but through Pledge Music, you can get the download on November 10th, as well as an exclusive Director's Cut commentary edition of the album. Available are the digital version, signed vinyl, mugs, songbooks, and art prints. She has a generous selection of songs that you can listen to on her page to learn what she sounds like. Here's a clip from her song, Open My Hands. I've seen rain fall on the wicked and the just Rain is no measure of his faithfulness He withholds no good thing from us No good thing from us No good thing from us I believe in a peace that flows deeper than pain The broken find healing in love Pain is no measure of his faithfulness Withholds no good thing from us No good thing from us No good thing from us I'll open my hands, will open my heart I will open my hands, will open my heart Wow. Head over to Pledge Music and search for Sarah Groves. That's Sarah with no H at the end. Another group with a heart for justice and mercy are the CCM pop group, now indie band, Remedy Drive. David Zak from the band has spent the last four years fighting sex trafficking in Southeast Asia and Latin America with a group called The Exodus Road. Now they're working on a new album titled The North Star that they hope will shine a light on the devastating reality of slavery and injustice. Along with a new album, they are launching a line of t-shirts and apparel made by survivors of sex trafficking and facilities that are helping to restore and rehabilitate these women and girls. To find out more about the history behind the project, check out their Kickstarter campaign page. They've got a lot of options for this album, including an early digital version of the album and a 10-song best of, the North Star on CD, and many other items, including shirts, wallets, necklaces, bracelets, purses, and more. Here's a clip of an earlier song of theirs all along, so you've got an idea what they sound like. It's not everything it seems The world and its dreams Slipping like water through my hands Tonight All the things I thought would fill me up Inside left me Something else, you're something else All along 
This campaign closes October 27th, so head over to Kickstarter and search for Remedy Drive. Next up, award-winning hard rock band Red are back with a pledge music for what will be their sixth album to be titled Gone. The album will be out October 27th, but through pledge music, you can get some exclusives. Available are an early deluxe digital download, signed CDs, t-shirts and hoodies, posters, and more. Here's a clip from their song, Still Alive, off the new album, Gone. to Pledge Music and search for Red. Next up are CCM pop band Sanctus Real with a Pledge Music campaign to put out a new album to be titled Changed. They expect the album to be released early 2018. Options include the digital download, signed CD, shirts, and more. Here's a clip of the title track, Changed. Thought it'd be different Was hoping by now I would be closer Have it all figured out Been counting the reasons Been feeling the weight Of all of my failures And every mistake And though I cannot see I know you promised me You're making a new heart where the old one used to be I'm gonna be changed A little easier Even when I fall I trust you when you say I'm gonna be Head over to Pledge Music and search for Sanctus Real. This campaign closes December 6th. Next up is a Kickstarter campaign by Low Fidelity Records for the deluxe CD, vinyl, and download reissues of Prince of Darkness by Dead Artist Syndrome. Brian Healy, who used to work as a stunt double for John Candy way back in the day, put out the album Prince of Darkness, and that's P-R-I-N-T-S, back in 1990, and it later became known as one of the first Christian goth albums. Low Fidelity Records have been behind the fantastic reissues of titles by The 77s, Adam Again, and Undercover, and they do really good work with the sound quality and art quality. Here's a clip of the track Reach, just so you know what he sounds like. Reach up your hands, reach up your hands, let me 
head over to Kickstarter and search for Dead Artist Syndrome. This campaign will likely close at the end of October. Next up are My Soul Among Lions from Bloomington, Indiana. Three years ago, they started what seemed like an overwhelming project to write songs for all of the Psalms. They put out two volumes so far through Kickstarter, thanks to their community of supporters, and now they've launched a campaign for Volume 3, which they expect to release in April of 2018. Options include early download, the CD, the entire back catalog, shirts, hats, and more. And you can find both of their earlier projects over at Bandcamp, where you can stream them in their entirety. But here's a clip from the song Forsaken Me from Psalm 22 that'll be on this project. Our God is ruler of the nations. Go tell the poor, tell their princes and their kings. Tell to the children of all future generations. He is God and he has done amazing things. Our God is ruler of the nations. Go tell the poor, tell their princes and their kings. Children of all future generations He is God and He has done amazing things And head over to Kickstarter and search for My Soul Among Lions. This campaign closes October 31st. Next is a campaign that isn't music, but I know it's going to be of interest to some of the folks in this audience. Dan Hasseltine from Jars of Clay has written a book about a girl's journey to fetch water in Africa, and it is being made into a beautiful 32-page hardcover children's picture book illustrated by artist Joel Shkuntanis. The book is titled Lulu and the Long Walk, and the campaign is over a Kickstarter. Options include the book the book and an audio download, a copy of the book signed by the artist and author, and more. Head over to Kickstarter and search for Lulu and the Long Walk, and you can see many of the pages of the book. They expect it to come out in January, but the campaign closes October 22nd. Thanks for sticking around to hear about some of the specific artists that could use your support right now. Hopefully at least a couple connected with you, and you've got at least one that you can back as part of this episode's Good Patron Challenge. And I want to say thanks to some of the folks who left reviews for the show on iTunes. I thought I'd read what some of them had to say. Tony Valenti said, This podcast is fantastic. Garrett does a great job of bringing great info with good music. Inspires to help love great artists. Love it. Another user by the name RP4241 said, The guy behind the crowdfunding Christian music project has debuted his new podcast, and I am excited to subscribe. He delivers exactly what you want in a podcast. Good info and genuine passion. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate that. And I want to give a thank you to Chris and Paul over at the Rock and the Hard Place podcast for giving this show a shout out on their show. It felt really good to hear Paul articulate just right off the top of his head what this show is about, and he gets it. He totally gets it. I really appreciate that, guys. I'd love to know if you have any questions or feedback, or if you want to give me a heads up about a campaign you know about. You can contact us via email, goodpatronpodcast at gmail.com. I am excited to keep digging into this topic, how to be a good patron, and I hope I encourage you in your journey from fan to patron. Until next time, remember, great music doesn't just happen, so get involved. Get involved.